We get it, you're busy. You wanna grow and we wanna help. You're passionate about your craft because it deeply matters to you. Your faith is important, it's your foundation. At Stay Forth, we coach leaders to avoid burnout, live and lead with clarity, purpose, and from a place of health. We want you to experience long-term impact. Welcome to the journey. Hey friends, welcome back to the Stay Forth Leadership Podcast for one more time in 2023. It's kind of, it's always a little bit sad, Alan, when we when we wrap the year up. It is our last said it last week. I'm just so grateful for the guests that come on here and nourish you guys. I'm grateful that it gives me a chance to be able to connect with what I feel like some of the best leaders in the country. But we are grateful for you guys. You guys like this, you share it, you listen to it regularly. And we want to return that favor by just bringing you really solid content. Um, it's been a really interesting year. We, we've had um, some risks that we have thought about in the past and we've taken a little bit. But what's what's interesting is we've actually done a mix between interviews, so external content, and then internal content. And so we always want to remind you that we come from this perspective where we have way more wisdom to chew on than we know what to do with. And so we want to kind of put that in bite-sized nuggets, generally around 25 minutes uh, for an episode, bring that to you so it's a long commute or you're driving in in the morning and driving back in the afternoon and evening. And so uh, for that, kind of keeping in that vein, um, we're going to share a couple of things in just a few minutes uh, of that. But overall, we hope that you had a really relaxing Christmas together. Maybe it was chaotic, but we hope maybe this week you can relax. This is a big week, the week after Christmas. Um, Jonathan, share just a little bit of maybe some of the ways that listeners can leverage this week. Well, first of all, I hope you're in sweatpants or yoga pants or something, slippers, something comfortable. Maybe you're spending a little bit more time horizontal on the couch. Kind of just overall digging into some much needed self-care and just slowing down and being more mindful and in the moment of where you're at. You know, we've got one more week. The minute the clock strikes midnight on January 1st, it's the new year. And then everyone's internal desire to just shoot out of a cannon dials up. And so my hope is that you're finding ways to go for a walk, spend some time outside. If it's snowing, go play in the snow, watch football, you know, enjoy enjoy the things that your family's giving you, that ugly sweater, that pair of socks that you may not normally wear. Put them on, loaf around the house, slow down, and just enjoy the last the few waning moments that we have left this year. I've got this uh, tradition that I that I do, and, and I know it feels a little bit nerdy. I've got this tradition that I do a couple days after Christmas. Things slow down, and I revisit a book that's been really central to me called Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. Dr. Henry Cloud is incredible and comes a really kind of organizational theorist um, on the, the macro level, but he understands leaders really well. The challenges that all of us go through, he just understands humans really well and how that translates to leadership. His book, Necessary Endings, I reread this time, these few days, as I look back uh, and I, I really thank God, what an amazing year and, and some of the opportunities. I look back this year at a whole lot of pain as well and a whole lot of challenge. I shared about that coming into the fall. Uh, it's been one of the most challenging years of my life and yet there are so many victories as well. So it just helps me to name some things and also to put a light in the sand these things help to get me here and help to get our family here and help to get even stay forth here, but they cannot continue. 
what got you here won't get you there. So if you're looking for something to dive into beyond just some of these podcasts this week, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud, go through that, just to read it, but ask hard questions. What was for 2023 that is not for 2024? So as we are together, we are in person here recording this in the shadow of Pike Speak, looking up, we've had an amazing time together, Jonathan and I have. We hope you've had an amazing time with your family. We want to tease out a few things for next year. First of all, on this podcast. This podcast is going to go up in excellence level. And so the audio, and we've got a new announcement for you that the video is coming. Jonathan, what's this going to look like? Yeah, we're moving to video. We have a wealth of great guests that come on that have a lot to say. And there's something about seeing leaders in rooms or seeing people in rooms having a conversation. So you may not be able to drive in the car and watch everything that we're, you know, discussing on the podcast, but no, do not. We are not. There's a, you just are agreeing right now to sign a, a virtual like article of indemnification. So you're not going to watch the video in your car. If I am watching a video in the car and I get an accident, I'm not responsible. You just check that. Right. But you'll be able to find us on YouTube. You'll be able to find us on several other platforms. We'll have more, more coming out, but there's a lot that can be received differently when you can see the way someone's discussing and the way conversations are had when something's funny and, you know, you know, those on the cuff moments that we think are really important for you guys. And we're excited to just really take a level up, not just an incremental level. This is a big one for us. Podcast studio, all kinds of like cool things happening. Yeah. We're grateful for our friends and some new partners uh, that we brought on. you hear from them some incredible things that they do that are allowing us to go to video. That's going to be really sharp, a next level, high quality video. We're building out this studio that we're excited to welcome you into. So that's the first thing. The podcast is going to the next level, but some of the same internal things that we share about kind of mini series um, and then the external guests, of course. Uh, and we even think our guests are going to go up to the next level. We have some of these guests already lined up. And it's, it's incredible. So that's the first thing. The second is we are launching a sabbatical cohort this year. So if you have a sabbatical coming up, and uh, this is just for males, we love coaching females as well, but there's going to be some dynamics in there, kind of a brotherhood in this sabbatical process. Many folks who are receiving sabbatical are dads and they deeply care about that. And they really need to focus into how do I grow as a dad, uh, as a father, as a leader uh, by resting and by reconnecting with my family. So we've done a lot of one-on-one sabbatical coaching. Now we are shifting over to a cohort. Chad Lunsford, one of our coaches, and I will be leading that. So you'll hear about that very soon. So take note of that. If you or somebody you know is a male leader who's receiving sabbatical um, this year, especially this summer, we'd love to be part of that. Also, effective cohort. Jonathan, talk a little bit about effective cohort. Just that kind of quick overview um, of what's what's behind it after I share our why. Our why is that we want to bring you great coaching, but we understand that one-on-one is not for everybody. It's a big investment of time and a big investment of money, and we don't apologize for that. But what we've learned really for me over the last dozen years, collecting these ideas and asking, what is an effective leader? And what does it take to be an effective leader? And we have put this actually into an eight-week package. We want to respect your time, but you come on there with a mix between community, with the content that we start in. So really, we do some live coaching along the way of helping you implement this into your life, the effective leader cohort. Share a couple more kind of pieces of what this looks like. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. We've identified um, 
that'll all that'll all disappear. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, and you touched on it that um, we, over the course of coaching, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of coaching, have really uncovered some consistent threads that exist across the board when it comes to leadership as a whole and healthy leadership and how your life and leadership play a role. And these tenants are what make up a healthy leader. Is everyone going to be extremely healthy all the time? No. You know, it changes. There's seasons of life, there's seasons of leadership. But the more you learn, the more you practice, the more you invest in, which is what we're going to give you over the course of these eight weeks through group interaction, discussion, coaching. There's homework in between. Everything is simply and effectively packaged behind the scenes in a private learning space. There, everyone can interact where you can, you'll have notes and videos. Everything is there for you. We know you're busy. We know you want to grow. We know your time is valuable and you don't want your time wasted. So we've worked very hard to put this in probably the most impactful eight weeks that you can invest in to make your life and leadership more holistically healthy and more effective next year. Watching that group coalesce together and challenge and encourage each, each other was, was amazing. I'm just going to read something. I got this an email uh, two days ago. And I'm just sitting on it. I'm so encouraged by it. Uh, one of the participants of our Effective Leader cohort said, I don't have the true words for how valuable this cohort was for me. I came in very depleted and truly questioning my worth and ability as a leader after a season that I felt like truly rubbed me out. I was hanging out like a dry washcloth. Wow, what a good visual. I don't think I would be where I am now out to tools, intentionality, and the way that you guys poured into us. So, that is why we do what we do, to know that there's a leader that not only can keep going, but has got new perspective and new tools to, to be able to keep going well. So yes, we do lots of one-on-one coaching, continue to do that and expand that. But what we really want to do is ask you to invest in yourself this next year. 2024 for me and for our team at State Fourth is the year investment, which means that we are going to do things with excellence and we are going to go sometimes above and beyond what we need to do to be able to make sure that we are structuring for growth in the future. Our new structure for growth in 2024. This is the easiest way because we have packaged it for you in the midst of your time, two hours a week for eight weeks. It's the easiest way to be able to grow your leadership. And we packaged it for you. We're getting great, great comments for it. So we're super confident that this is going to be the right fit for you. We do have a money back guarantee on that, that if it's not what you need, no problem. You could hop out. We'll give you your money back. The Effective Leader Cohort, you can sign up right now. You'll see that below in the show notes. You'll see emails on that if you are part of our email list. And we have some highlights for you. We're going to get on to this episode. One of our favorite things to do is pick out our 10 highlights of the year. And unfortunately, we only get five each. Like that's that's a challenge. These are some amazing people. And we're going to give you a snippet. Imagine it's a charcuterie board. And there's just a little appetizer here. And you go, man, that was really good. Go catch the meal later. Listen to the full podcast. So I'm going to have Jonathan start us off. Uh, if you did listen to the last episode, go on back. There's five great clips over there. So we're going to start with clips six through 10. And Jonathan is up with his next pick. This guest, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. Um, and I always love when we get to sit and hear from her. She's full of wisdom and has done so much for the kingdom. And when she was on recently, we're talking with Faith Cho, episode 382, and she came and she just released her book and we're talking about questions that we all have. And like when we get to those sort of wilderness seasons or 
where we're, you know, in the the slack tie between the running currents. And so we we're wondering, like, where is my faith? What does it look like? You know, what are the burning questions inside? And how do I know that all of this is here and there's and that there's God in my life? And what do I do with it? And so she really unpacks this idea of what it's like to just find God in the ordinary moments and to have a friendship. And I think that's a good reminder we all need. I mean, it's personal to me. And so I really hope that you guys listen to the whole episode, but this clip in particular from episode 382 with Faith Absolutely. Cho. I love that question. Um, I remember when I first became Christian at the age of 16, I was not part of a Christian home. So I was so non-churched. I didn't know where to even start. And I remember walking around the bookstore and I picked this up and it was so small that I thought, well, this is a great, great start. And thing is, it wasn't the, my first book, but a lot of the books that I was uh, reading at the age of 16, 17, 18, and so on, um, they kind of ended at now just pray a lot. And I really wanted a book that ushered me deeper into the presence of God, like help me navigate the mystery because there is this mystical element of Christianity that we really can't ignore. Like he's not supposed to just be known cerebrally. He's supposed to be known in our spirits. And so it was like kind of the first book that um, gave me language. But at the same time, I was also thinking, well, I'm not a Carmelite monk and I don't live in a monastery and life is very different from Brother Lawrence's take on it. And um, I remember having this holy frustration because reading that book felt like I was watching the Food Network. You know, that feeling when people are showing you the food and they're telling you how it tastes like and you're like, well, that's great for you. Good on you. But I would rather eat it for myself and taste that for myself. And so it really stirred this hunger in me to navigate similar concepts and um, experience what Brother Lord's experience, but as a modern day millennial Asian American woman. Like, what does that look like for us today in uh, an age where you're getting 50 notifications in an hour? Like, what does that look like for us? Um, and so, yeah, that was so the fruit of my journey of trying to discover that was what the book is today. Mm. All right, Alan, it's the final batch of these highlights. What's your first pick? Jimmy Rollins. 342 in this episode he was vulnerable around marriage and around race i guess here's what i love he's calling us back as followers of jesus to be a spiritual family and every family needs ground rules as we talk about things as we push into new and hard things every family faces conflict period and we're acknowledging that we don't know how to do conflict very well particularly around this topic race what I really appreciate about this book is not just the message, but is the timing. It is really hard to talk about race in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of upheaval, in the midst of uh, the, the things we've gone through in the last few years and the last many years. So I believe this is a great time to be thinking through race and to be talking about race when we are sort of between tragedies in, in this time. I don't know about you, but this is something for me that has, has really been convicting and has been incredibly helpful um, to talk to my African-American um, brothers and sisters and to be in real relationship over real meals, real conversations, 
for us to talk about not just in theory, but really how do we grapple and deal with this? So we're going to continue to grapple with good and hard and necessary topics here. Uh, I love this idea. The goal is not to think alike, but to think together. This episode will help you begin to think together. This is my friend, Jimmy Rowles. Because it's like when we're family, what we're saying is, is we're going to be unoffendable. What we're saying is when we're family is, is that, you know, the goal is not uniformity. The goal is unity and unity accepts and embraces difference. Right. And the goal is not for you to think, you know, uh, let's not think alike. The goal would be to think together. So the first thought would be, you know, let's set some ground rules. We're spiritual family. Here's the second ground rule. We're going to listen, to respond and experience and empathize, not listen to criticize. Right. And so I'm going to take on this mindset that as you are sharing your experience, I'm sharing my experience. Shared experience is not an indictment on each other's character. It's not an indictment on each other's heart. And just because your face may be the same color face as someone that I am sharing experience from, right? That it's not you who did the thing or the injustice or made me feel a certain way. You are family. And the fact that your face may represent that face, it actually should bring healing and not hurt. Mm. So those are two like very practical, uh, you know, you know, beginnings, if you will, to sitting down and having a hard conversation. I think that a third thing uh, would be just the acknowledgement that our goal is not to think alike. It's a thing together. At the end of this conversation, he said, what I've, my, me sharing is not to change you. And I'll tell you this, the body of Christ doesn't do a good job at this because we would rather people know what we're against rather than what we're for. And what's and that all about? Where does that, I agree. And where does that come from? It comes, I, I think it comes from pride. If, if I'm honest with you, I think it comes from, you know, this, this right to be right. I think it comes from our interpretation of what scriptures we get to pick and choose and which version of the gospels we get to read and not understanding that this mandate of, of Acts 1-8, there is an uttermost. You know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria is great, but there is an uttermost, which is beyond our comfort zone. And I think that this, we all want to be comfortable naturally. We're taught as children that when we color, stay inside the lines, you know, and that, that has, has been this mindset. It's allowed this ideology that like, if you are outside of my line, like my color line, my preference line, my voting line, then, you know, we start saying that different is better, not different is just different. All right, Jonathan, what's your next take, my man? All right, we're going way back earlier in the year with this one. Episode 343, you had a conversation with BJ Thompson, and the content was about awakening a better you. You sat down with BJ. He's an author, speaker, and a coach. And you guys discussed it was his new book, and really four practical steps that, you know, we're all about practicality here on the podcast, and we're all about practicality at Stay Forth. We know you guys listening, you have a lot going on. Life happens at rapid speeds and you need to be able to reproduce it and implement something very simply. I think you, way back in coaching, you told me, you know, everything should be able to be reproduced on a napkin. Like yeah. systems need to work. And it's true. And so you sat down with BJ and you guys talked about four steps that anybody can take to start to create lasting change. 
we're not just talking about, as we say, leadership pills. We're not talking about quick fixes and band-aids, snake oil, if you will. Um, you guys unpacked four practical steps that anybody, no matter where you lead, what your life situation is and what season you're in, can implement to start to see those wheels of lasting change take place. It's really an episode about roots before fruit. So I hope you guys enjoy the full episode and especially this clip from episode 343 with BJ Thompson. Yeah, so I had a huge faith, faith revival. Um, Talked with a friend and, and we were working at a juvenile facility and he and I asked him, I said, would you like to serve with me? What do you want to do? He says, yeah, sure. I would love to work with you. I speak. He does music. For the first time, I didn't know I was a communicator. I had never talked to an audience. I'd never mic'd up before. And we did this for four years. And one day he looks at me and says, BJ, I want to um, leave the kids with a CD. I'm old school, right? So the audience had never seen a CD before, right? So I want to create a CD for these kids so that as they're leaving out of this um, halfway house juvenile facility, that they can take something back with them. Well, you know, two years later, that album goes platinum and all of a sudden we're influencing millions of people across the world right um this is when my exposure really ramped up um and as i'm traveling across the world i get to meet all these leaders i meet business leaders nonprofit leaders executive coach i'm meeting all these individuals and i discover that i have the gift of coaching right being able to take these very lofty overwhelming thoughts and ideas and simplify them into very like key steps and principles, right? And so that was when the light bulb just kind of started to come on. What maybe some of what my wiring was, maybe I wasn't necessarily a speaker or a pastor or a preacher, but maybe I, I had the can't the the gift to be able to communicate difficult things in very simple ways. Um, and so yeah, so that's what really was a transformation point was when I realized, man, as I'm taking these pivotal moments. And meeting all these individuals, I need to communicate. And 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 I would just say, you asked me one of the other pieces um, was just practically implementing. You know, there's a lot of people who wake up and write books. There's a lot of people who wake up and have a good idea. I am an entrepreneur, so you know, you can wake up every day and have an incredible idea. That doesn't mean you have proof of concept, right? It doesn't mean you actually done the thing that you're attempting yep. to do. And so. Part of, you know, my wiring, because I'm more of an introvert, right? As I say, well, let's make sure this works with individuals. First works with me than in individuals. I mean, you you start coaching and leading and developing quietly and privately over 20 years and you do with more 10,000 people and you see them all transform, you realize maybe you've got something on your hand. Yeah, let me add just a, a little bit to that. I love bringing other coaches here the podcast. And you'll notice that we are not a scarcity-minded organization. We are an abundance-minded organization, which is where great coaching starts. If there's not any more for you and you just have to scramble to get what you can, that that's ultimately going to lead to us protecting instead of us connecting to other people. And so we're not just trying to say, hey, you know, we're a great fit for everybody. BJ is a phenomenal leader and a great coach. We bring on other great coaches like Dr. Jamie Shapiro on here and others in a similar space to us. So we hope to introduce you to folks. Some of them have books and podcasts and other resources. We don't just want to be content creators, but we want to be curators. And that should leads me into my next pick. Um, I love this conversation with Melissa Hughes. Um, she is a firecracker. She's one of those gals just raise the temperature 
the moment that I start talking to her on Zoom, she just raises the temperature of the room that she's in. I can tell why she's had such success. But what I love is she she shared her own story of scarcity and of poverty and of particularly her grandma and her mom who stood for her in solidarity and in strength to be able to make her the woman that she is today. Incredible story. But what, what I've in this that was really helpful is that often we'll pray for huge things or have these massive goals. What she's saying is in that moment, there may be a sliver of something. It actually may be criticism, something you need to pay attention to, a gap that you have. And so many times the start of your big goal or your big blessing is actually in the form of something that you don't want to hear, but you need to pay attention to. I love this whole episode, but this clip especially. This is Melissa Hughes. She's an inspirational human a coach and a leader in so many different fields, but particularly around the abundance mindset. Listen to my new friend, Melissa Hughes. So three, good. But God can't give us those provisions if we're not ready. And what I find that happens sometimes, which really freaks people out and then they make money wrong, is if you're asking to be a millionaire, getting that too soon will break you. God cares about you enough to not break you. What he's going to tell you to do is he's going to release some information that you need to know to prepare you for what you're asking for. And that's where the ugly shows up. The hard shows up. No, it didn't mean that the blessings are not coming, but you have to get things out of the way to truly be able to receive what you're asking for. And you got to be willing to do that work to be able to get the get the get the blessings that you're really asking for. Well, we feel like an example that we. Like, well, we see examples of that kind of ugly, like, oh man, here's what I need to deal with now before that. Yeah. So like, so an example could be you're saying, hey, I want to serve these kids in Brooklyn and God might be like, okay, but what are we doing with your kids right now? Tommy needs this. Tommy needs your emotional commitment. What are we doing with your health and your wellness? You know, you serving the whole city, um, that will compromise your being. So why don't we have something, an emergency pop-up, unfortunately, that leads you to the doctor for them to tell you, look, dude or lady, you're going to need to do this to make sure your health is in alignment. That oftentimes is taken as, oh, that's awful. But no, that's to prepare us for what we're going to need to be as the giants that I serve giants. So giants get those messages to support us in cleaning up. Or it might be, oh, I want a divorce (laughs) because you said you wanted to do this. This is not the partner that's in alignment with your future. So while it's tragic and you might have to clean it up, either figure it out, clean it up, do what you need to do to prepare you for moving into your vision. Anything can happen. Cars can break down all these things, but it always leads you to where you want to go. But we oftentimes interpret it differently and we think that that's a no. It was a hell yes. Well. And this is what we need to do. This is what God boss of all bosses will send, whether it be the angels, whether it be the friends, whether it be the tragedies or the traumas to support you in clearing the space to truly show up for what you really want. Because it is a responsibility regardless. Jonathan, this is like the last moment of the year is you have one more pick here and then we are going to side off and never talk again on the air until the next year of 2024. So no pressure or anything. You have one pick to lead us into the new year. What's that? Uh, they so long, farewell, Avidar, say goodbye. It's like ringing in my head right now. But what is this thing let's. Uh, 
we're not going to do it. We'll turn the mic off. Alan has put his foot down. Um, yeah, no, let me see. All right, let's get it together. This train is derailing very quickly. I had the privilege to sit down and talk to someone who really speaks my language in a lot of ways, systems, operations, tech, and she's a supremely high-capacity leader, a mompreneur, as she calls herself, and I have a lot of respect for the successful women out there who are managing being moms, wives, and successful, like has highly successful. I don't think they oftentimes get as much credit they're due as as us guys do. Um, and it's really impressive if you think about it. So I sat down and talked with Allison and we talked about um, the importance of systems within an organization and how good systems are going to create ripples just the same as unhealthy systems are. And we honed it on the topic of actually, and it's it's an interesting content to talk about, what we talked about maternity leave. And we talked about how you know, something that's been so overlooked doesn't just affect the individual who's leaving. It affects the the entire team. If you're in a team and someone, you know, we're talking about empowerment. You want someone to feel comfortable to take time away. If you're if you have an employee who is leaving for whether it's maternity leave or sabbatical or an extended period of time and that system's not in place, then there's slack that needs to be picked up and the entire culture, cultural fabric of a team can deteriorate not to mention the burden that's left placed on the person that's gone. And so she's developed this process that has taken her knowledge of what systems and culture, what it looks like, and has moved it into several different areas, including what it looks like to take an organization to put in a healthy maternity leave that equips you before you leave, while you're gone, and when you come back. And it's very similar, I would say, to the way we do our sabbaticals here at Stateforth. We are equipping and coaching before, providing encouragement during, and then structure during and what it looks like to come back. So guys, this is a really great episode. I've said that about all of them and we truly believe they are, but enjoy this clip and the whole episode from episode 344 with Allison Caffrey. It's it's actually so um, interesting that you bring that up. I was talking with a mompreneur recently. She runs a design agency and she was saying that she was going to ink the biggest deal of her career um, when she found out she was pregnant. It was a few months later. She was four months pregnant. She's tiny and thankfully wasn't showing, but she remembers wearing and finding the biggest shirt that she had in her closet so that the, you know, a prospective client didn't find out that she was pregnant. And I was like, just like trying to put myself in that position. I mean, look, I've run a business for the past five years and taken two maternity leaves over the last two years. And I'll admit I was nervous. I, I'm a systems gal. I had a lot of things happening behind the scenes, but I'm the face of my you know, organization. And I do a lot of strategic work with my clients. And I remember being really scared to tell them I was pregnant. I was like, what does this mean for me? And so I think before you can really be confident in announcing there needs to be a more approachable support system behind how moms take maternity leave mm -hmm. and how they transition in and out of the business. It's um it's a big challenge, I think, to think through, especially as an employer, right? So it needs to be kind of a two-way street, right? The employer needs to communicate and figure out what they need to be able to be able to support moms through this, right, from an operations perspective and, and that whole thing. But additionally, moms need to understand, too, like we need to speak up and say, hey, look, no, we feel like we need to be supported in this way. And it's really um, I think it's a almost a taboo topic sometimes because I can't believe that in 2022 there is a story out there still that moms can't announce they're pregnant when they're going through the interview process, right? If that company had an easier more visible plan in place to usher that mom in and out of maternity leave, 
not only would they be able to put that on the recruiting kind of, you know, market, like marketplace, um, you know, job description and listing and all those things, right, making themselves more marketable, making themselves seem, you know, like a more culturally, you know, kind of um, helpful I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> a more culturally kind of forward, I guess, uh, organization, but they would also decrease the cost that, you know, basically of losing that mom down the line, right? We talk about missed productivity costs. We talk about restaffing costs. We talk about retraining costs constantly, right? That is probably going to be a lot higher in comparison to the money that you may lose as somebody goes out and somebody's redistributed with a different responsibility, right? So I think as we start to think about some of the long-term effects of keeping our people, keeping our people happy, keeping our people healthy, it ends up being something that can compound in a negative over time if we're not supporting moms through this. And truthfully, it's definitely worth saying, you know, the dads as well, right? Because dads, although not physically, you know, affected as much by, you know, welcoming a new baby into the home, they also have a severe lifestyle change at home. And so that can affect health. It can affect performance at work. And so if moms and dads feel really supported through this time, I mean, transparently, I've seen their leadership skills at work directly affected by some of the things they go through at home. You know, they're more patient with their, you know, people that they're working with. They have better communication skills. They have better time management skills. They're able to manage multiple personalities. I mean, you name it. I feel like you go home to kind of get that quote unquote leadership training of becoming a new parent, and then you're able to show up more present at work. And if work is really supportive of you just going through that, right? Just actually pressing pause and going through that transformation. My opinion is that it's going to transfer directly into the impact that they could make at their, at their organization. Well, friends, hours and hours content this year, but content alone will not change your life. New information, which we call new awareness, invites you to new action. This activation, these next steps that we take. And so our greatest challenge and invitation for you is not, here's this idea that's going to change your life, but is take that good idea and take your next right step. There's a lot of dreams and goals that that we hope you have for 2024. Hear us say this, we love goal setting. We love dreaming ahead. And we are doing that together in, in these few days. This is a lot of what John and I do together. But friends, it's not enough. You need to take your next right steps. And so we just want to invite you here to be able, maybe it's a small piece of paper. Maybe for you, it's a file that you have, you know, this brilliant goal setting process already. Amazing. Maybe it's in your right side of journal. Whatever that looks like for you, do not miss in the next few days this opportunity to sit, to look ahead. We hope that you've looked back and to say, here are my next right steps. Yeah, you, you asked in the beginning. You've got time over the next few days to rest and relax, but you asked the question in the beginning, and I want you guys to sit with it between now and the end of the year. How am I set up to lead next year? How am I set up to lead next year? Reflect on that because guys, what got you here won't get you there. It's been a great year. We are signing off, my friends, on 2023, and uh, some parts of this podcast will sound very familiar. Other parts will be unrecognizable. We will catch you in 2024. That is next week on video and on audio. Go over to the YouTubes on the internets and uh, continue to listen here 
Friends, it's a joy. We want to say thank you, not just for interacting with us, listening to our content and being part of our coaching programs, but for the sacrifices that you make to show up well for people, continue to serve. We are crazy here. Only you're crazy enough to believe you can live and lead well, serving and pouring your life out for others for the long haul without burning out. But it takes time. It takes intentionality. And we want to continue to be your guide on your leadership journey. Thank you, guys. I'm going to end with an audio fist bump of Jonathan and I. Oh, there it is. I, I don't know if you could hear that, but we are fist bumping. Jonathan, congrats on the year. I'm so grateful. Yeah, man. Every bit of these you have edited has gone out to the world. Uh, and really, we're just getting started here. We are. The fun is just beginning and the journey is continuing on. It's going to be great. Love you guys. See you next year. See ya.